0: And welcome into heavy hitters, everybody here on the radio voice of Kutztown University, K or Kutztown. Jackheim Mitchell Smedley here with you on the radio voice of Kutztown University, K or Kutztown on this Monday evening, a day shy of Halloween. Mitch, how are we doing, my friend? Doing pretty good, buddy. What are you playing? Oh, <laughs> that was the SPA. I'm sorry. We're um, doing pretty good. This yeah. is going to be a crazy show. I was not doing pretty good running the board there. We're, uh, we're all over the place. By the way, before we get into it, guess who just ran his, uh, his board oping himself for the first time on Friday? I'm assuming you? It was me. Lucky guess. Good job. You didn't know that. <laughs> no, no. No, it's not like we talk frequently. So. Uh, we got a full docket ahead. We got a thing called the World Series, which the Phillies should be in, but they're not because they choked. Uh, we'll talk about that. College football. Pro football, which is better. Uh, we got NHL. NBA started up. I'm not a big basketball guy. Are you a, I know you're a college basketball guy. Are you a pro basketball guy? No, 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 no. no. no, no. I'm not, boring. Not, a, not an NBA fan. So uh, I have a big enough ego as it is. I don't need to watch other people with big egos. <laughs> That's all that league is. It's an ego-based league. Anyways, it breeds egotistical people. I should know. I am one. We got a lot to talk about, though. This is Heavy Hitters on the radio voice of Ten University, KUR. Also with your phone calls, 610-683-4058, 610-683-4058 if you want to get in on any of the discussions we're about to have, which I'm sure we will agree on everything we're about to talk about, Jack. A week full of controversy, a week full of uh, crazy goings on. We had a insane walk-off home run. We had quarterbacks get injured. We had teams lose that we didn't think would lose. We have a lot to talk about on this show. We do. And it's a weird, dreary Monday, the day before Halloween, which is not a holiday. So let's get into all this. Where do you want to start off, buddy? Let's start MLB. I mean, let's get right into it here. Game one of the World Series went the way of the Texas Rangers in 11 innings, 6-5. Worst, uh, first, not worst. Worst. <laughs> first, first. Um, Extra innings game. Of the postseason this year? Question mark. Hmm. I don't know. I'm thinking about it. Um, I think the Rangers and Rays might have went to one in the first round. I feel like someone did. I don't know. That's interesting. Though. It's been it's been rare though. Rare right? this last last year we had like that 18 inning <sighs> game or whatever it was. 15 innings. Yeah. I remember yeah. a couple of years ago, 2018 World Series, Game 3 went 18 innings between the Red Sox and Dodgers. Game 1, one last year went extra innings, uh, and it was decided by the final score exactly the same, 6-5, as this year's Game 1 in the World Series. The writers are getting lazy. Who won that game? Uh, the Philadelphia Phillies. Yeah, the team who lost the World JT Series. JT Real Muto home run in the 10th after a Nick Castellanos insane grab in the 9th. I do remember that sliding catch. They were down 5 nothing in that game. Scored six unanswered runs. Oh, we caught it. No, I oh, we caught it. Oh um, I was so, have I ever told you how mad I was? He caught that ball. Cause that was after the whole year of Castellanos being like the worst player in baseball. And I did not want any reason to have to appreciate him. If we won the ring, I wanted nothing to do with Nick Castellanos being a part of that celebration. Yeah. I, I was you. so mad. He caught that ball. Could have been anyone else, but no. So yeah, Rangers win six to five. Exciting. Um, I mean, a ninth inning home run to tie the ball game after they were trailing 5-3. The game winner, obviously, in, I almost said overtime, extra innings by Adolis Garcia, the man who I project will win World Series MVP, because he's that guy. Uh, Game two, different story, however, Jack. Yeah, it was. Uh, The Diamondbacks came out and righted their wrongs from game one. Yeah, Realistically, could have a 2-0 series lead if one Corey Seager home run didn't happen in the ninth inning of game one. The tie before Garcia obviously went on to win it. The D backs came out. They made a statement here saying, Yeah, you know what? We came to play. We're comfortable. This team, despite their youth, has not looked rattled for most this postseason. No, with the exception of game two in Philadelphia. Yeah, they have looked very comfortable. They have looked in it at all times. So, and I mean, a team that's only lost four games throughout the postseason so far, it's not a lot. No, not a no, lot of teams. Um, but they've come back from controversy each and every time. Um, you know, they lost the two games in Philly, won two in Arizona right after that. Dropped that third game in Arizona, won two more in Philadelphia to clinch. I mean, it's a strong, resilient team down in Arizona, and with this youth, you know, it's something you can really build around. We could be talking about the D-backs for a long time here. I want to take this moment to say how right I was about this team. You underestimated them. You said they would fight for a playoff spot. Which they they did. did, but then they also got that playoff spot, won in the wild card round, with a sweep. So you're Sweat trying to sell me short? Round. Yes. You're trying to sell me short by saying I didn't have them in the World Series. I actually got a, uh, a half of my World Series prediction right last year Such when a I said homer Philly's pick. Orioles. But it happened! Yeah, because you got lucky. No, because I had a feeling. Your pick got lucky. No. I'm not saying the Phillies got lucky. I'm saying your pick got lucky. No. You went out on the I analyzed the team. Yeah, okay. Analyzed the team. Yeah. If you want pure analysis, look no further than Mitchell Smedley. Yeah, that's funny. If you want pure, unbiased analysis on all things Philadelphia. Yeah, (laughs) totally. Because every part of that statement is true. If you want to refute that, you can call in six one zero six eight three. I have a four zero five eight. I have a feeling we'll be getting John from Schnecksville on the line very soon. Yeah, to refute that claim. Also, now I'll wait till later in the show. But what are you doing? I already checked it. It's there. It's, it's good. That's not, not what I was doing. Oh. Wow. <laughs> but anyways, so um, All right, so I've we got, got, got a one one tie. I got oh, a message from the K R notebook. Jumped on your shoes there, buddy. John All right. Stepped on. Want to <laughs> join a fun campus club? Join KUR. Fun events, great friends, and an opportunity to play your favorite tunes await. Email kur at kudstown.edu. That's kur at kudstown.edu for more information. This message of community interest is brought to you by the radio voice of Kudstown University. KUR. Why are you yanking on me? I didn't mean to. I closed the binder on your oh. <laughs> board by accident. So, anyways, my apologies. You're good, buddy. Anyway, um, Series tied at one. Series is tied at one. I mean, what a game. By the way, Tommy Pham's Game 2 performance, incredible. Ugh. Four for four in this game. Frustrating. Had a chance to be the first player ever in World Series history to go five for five in a game, but he said, I'm going to be a great teammate and have myself get pinch hit for. Her. Jace Peterson gets his first ever World Series at bat, pinch hitting for Tommy Pham in the late stage of this game. Uh, that, that's great to see. That That is what you call leadership. Leadership. At its finest, being a great teammate, being a great player and a person, Tommy Fam, I tip my cap to you uh, with that move. You know, making sure everybody's getting involved because the World Series is—it's a spectacle, man. You know, you go there, you never know if you're going to go back. I say it all the time. Hey, I got you know, we gotta make the most of this moment because seasons like this don't come around often in this sport. When you play 162 regular season games, the grind is on. The postseason is essentially a whole new season as we're figuring out these past couple of years. And, you know, when you get this far along the road and you get this close to the end goal, you got to, you know, bring your A game and you got to play your best. So, I mean, yeah, it's a good point. But it's it's just also, to, you know, to be there. Like, you can say, you know, Jace Peterson and I've said, about career, I took a World Series at bat. Like, that's crazy. Like, that is crazy. He started this year with Oakland. <laughs> yeah. The over under. You want to uh, talk about a tale of two halves of his season? Over under on World Series at best. for him when, this year was negative uh, twelve. Yeah, went from playing on the worst team in baseball by a mile.
1: Oh, well, the Royals are pretty
0: bad too. Well, I, I wouldn't say a mile. Um, the Royals were right there with just him. one of the worst teams we've ever seen. So, um, but also, I mean, now he's on the D backs in the World Series. That's he went crazy. From reverse boycotts to pennant. That's why. That's why I love baseball, man. Stuff like that happens. It just happens in every sport. Like the bottom feeders go to a contender and yeah. go on to win. But like, Nick Foles won a Super Bowl. You don't Bowl, think of Jack. Arizona as being like a powerhouse? <laughs> no, you, know? you don't. Nope. You don't really think of either of these teams being a traditional powerhouse. No, that's why you know that's why I'm, this World I'm Series is slightly fun. okay with it. But that's why this World Series is fun. <laughs> at least it's not the Astros again. Thank goodness. That's what the baseball world can say. Like, see, I don't care who wins this. Match. I really like have no preference. So I don't care. I don't like either of these teams. So I mean. I don't really have a reason to hate the D-backs or the Rangers, so. Brad Miller hurt me in game one. He's <laughs> not even on the Rangers he anymore. Was. <laughs> Mitch he was. Mitch holds grudges from the opening game of the season. Because I walked in to my room from a breakup, and the first pitch I saw, Brad Miller demolished. <laughs> oh, he did crush that ball. I remember that. Oh, man. I really, really <laughs> don't know how I showed up the next day. Just ready to go. <sighs> oh, my goodness, that was funny. I did a I did a redneck rush hour the day after. That was crazy, just unbelievable. First pitch, Jack. Are you kidding me? I'll never forgive that. Should have been an omen for things to come. Oh, it was. So it was. It was a magical season. We're getting off topic. Series is moving back to Arizona. They now possess uh, the home field advantage. Yes, three correct. games to two. Correct. Who do you see going all the way? It's now a best of five five series. How do you see it going, Jack? I, I had the D-backs and six from the jump. I'm going to stick with it. I'm going with Arizona to pull off the magical season, the first six seed in the new format. I know it's only the second year to become world champions. Too eerily familiar to the 2001 season in a plethora of different ways. I don't care if you're superstitious or not. It is a little bit coincidental. Both years, Seattle hosted the All-Star Game. Both years, a pitcher on the Diamondbacks hit a bird with a pitch. One was in a spring game from Randy Johnson. Zach Gallant hit one just throwing on the outfield grass. So, I mean that that is a little bit what? <laughs> I got a text. Okay, I don't know if you were laughing. Or not it said thing. Miller crushed that ball harder than your poor little heart that day. Oh my, <laughs> true story. He, he really hit it hard. Oh, my goodness. He barreled that thing up like crazy. <laughs> Brad Miller of all people, but I mean, not the da- a good baseball dude, player. The dates of the World Series games are exactly identical to 2001. Like, isn't that weird? Like, the exact days the games Considering are Considering it only ever gets held um, in the same week, aside from last year, because there was a boycott thing that happened, and the dates, like, that shifts over. Like, it, it, it's, re- it's on a calendar, Jack. No, it's not that weird. It's weird. Not that odd. Um, can you believe... You know the what's weird? The exact World Series. What, what freaks me out is that Christmas ends up on the same day every year. That's weird. That's what you sound like right now. No, it's a calendar. That's how it works. What? It's bound to happen. Anyways. Because it's scheduled for the same time every year, Jack. They write schedules like specifically to do that. Yeah, but these are the dates the World Series happens on every year. Not every one, but like one out of five or six. No. Yes. This is one out of twenty. Mm, I don't know about that. <laughs> we'll research it. Yeah, we will. I don't know. I'm just joking. I mean, like, I don't. I don't actually know the probability, but it is a little weird that both years are in the World Series. They happen. The games happen to fall on the exact same dates. I guess can't tell me it's it's, not it's a intriguing at most. Yeah, it's intriguing for sure. But um, I don't think these uh, these Ranger bats are going to be held down again. I think, uh, whew, getting shut down in Game Two. They're not going to like that very much, and uh, they'll come out swinging in the desert. The thing is, Max Scherzer gets to play against the team where it all started for him. Yeah, that's odd. Started as a D-back. Yep. And then left, went to Detroit, went then to then Washington, oh, Now Washington. then New York, oh no, Washington, then L.A., then New York, now he's a Ranger. For a guy of his caliber, he's bounced around a lot. So. Yeah, I've always found that interesting uh, when a really, really good player... Well, a lot of guys do at the end of their careers. Can't stick around. Yeah, but even the, I don't know, even going, like, to Washington and then to L.A. That wasn't a trade. Yeah, I know. It's just odd. You don't really see that often. Yeah, no. no. Um, I get where you're coming from, but. Yeah, I got you, buddy. I feel like players who are, like, really, really good coming down to the end, they just sound like a lot of short-term deals, like one years. Like Andrew McCutcheon. Yeah, McCutcheon bounced around. He was a Yankee, a Brewer, a Philly, a Giant. Like, he made his rounds. Now he's back with the Pirates. Yes, which is great by the way. Actually, right? yeah, absolutely. He belongs in the black and gold. Yeah. Like he didn't he should have never left. It should have never had to be that way. Like he he is a pirate. When you think of McCutcheon, he's a pirate. What an M- what an MVP is a pirate. Just just a uh, a true native Yinzer. I have no argument. <laughs> Cuz he's a pirate. So, uh, what's the pitching matchup for Game 3 tonight? That well, is it is Max, Max Scherzer, Scherzer against Brandon Fott. Brandon Fott, yeah. Can the dazzling 25-year-old rookie continue his sensational postseason outside of his, out of his first start in the wildcard round? Uh, his next three have been dazzling. Uh, in the LDS against the Dodgers, he pitched four incredible innings. Then against the Phillies in Game Ugh. 3, dealt five and two-thirds. And then in Game 7, he pitched... Ruined my life. Five? four I think it was four, yeah, it was four because they took him out but and flushed I that play from it. my memory, yeah, No, Brandon fought, he's been really good. I thought he would crumble each and every time he's taken the mound, but he hasn't, so I fought wrong, fought wrong, I'm trying so. to draw that out way too long. Brandon fought though, I think this is where it comes to an end for him. Really, really good lineup in Texas. I love his I love his pitch mix, though, man. If you look at it, like he's great. just so effective. He's got great location on the pitches. This guy is really developed into a... The guy that thought he was going to be... I mean, this is a highly rated pitcher on... Sure. Uh, but it's World Series. You know, it's ranks. a lot more pressure, and a lot of times pressure. pressure messes with your command. Great song, by the way. It is. I'm sure, you know, I'm sure you have some Cosmic no, rationale been As to why the that. D-backs will win But You know Now here you are In the ninth Two men out and three men on Nowhere to look But at Adolis Garcia Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Billy Joel For those that don't know um, Yeah I, I think he's gonna get lit up Quite frankly I think this is a com- I think Last night was a comfortable win For the D-back Not last night Why do I keep doing that? Um, Saturday night was a comfortable win for the Diamondbacks. Tonight, comfortable win for the Rangers. Not 9-1, but I'll say, uh, 7-2 Rangers. Interesting. I, I love his fastball and sweeper, like, 1-2 punch. Like, he's been making that so useful. I think he mixes that changeup in there well. He can occasionally throw that sinker in there to solve right-handers. I just love this guy's pitch mix, the way he uses his pitches. So efficiently. And the thing is, well, you know, his fastball isn't overpowering. No, it's not. It's, you know, tops out at 94. But you're kept in check by that changeup. The The threat of the changeup, I think, is what makes his whole arsenal click. Exactly. But, like, I think also another thing of his fastball is not... Like, it's not really a traditional four-seamer. Like, it is, but it's got a little cut to it. Yeah. And they were talking about it on the broadcast a lot, and I think that's what makes him so effective. Yeah, the Phils couldn't barrel that up because of that late action. Run. Exactly. It's It was really frustrating because it looked like a pitch that was just middle-middle. Then boom, it's out on the corner. It's 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 very difficult. So he's been he's been really well mixing it up. Like I said, that changeup though, when you finally think you figured out his fastball, you finally think that you can anticipate the the motion on it. Changeup just falls out, and it's frustrating. It makes people look like idiots, like Nick Castellanos. Well, we'll see how the D-backs fare at home. They're three and one this postseason on home field. They took two or three against the Phillies. Won the lone game against the Dodgers. So we'll see if the Chase Field success can continue for this blended team of youth with some key veteran experience. Evan Longoria, he's back in the World Series. Yes, First he is. First time since 08. Yep. Uh, I think he's one when of he the lost. longest. I think, yeah, I think one of the longest uh, droughts between World Series appearances for a player. Yeah. So that's baseball, though. It is. That's why it goes back to my point. You gotta cherish every moment you get in the World Series. You don't know when one's going to come around. Evan Longoria, I'm sure he thought, you know, I'm probably not going to get another shot. But this year turned into a special year for Arizona, whether they win or don't. Yep. Um, a year that nobody saw coming, and I think a year they can most certainly build off of. I think a, a dynamic of this World Series that's so intriguing is the payroll differential. I mean, we've talked about this on the Wednesday show last week, but it's yes, so crazy did. to me. I mean, fourth for the Rangers, 21st for Arizona, and they're I in the know. World Series. It's unbelievable. Um, it shows that there's so much value in development, in coaching, um, because you're bringing these guys up from such a young age, you know, football is one of those sports where, you know, you can do some development aspects in their first couple years, but after that pretty set in your ways, baseball, there's so many mechanical things you can switch, um, stances to play with timing. It's really a lot that is, is coachable and you get these guys so young, you bring them up through a farm system, a bunch of different eyes on them, all with one purpose to make them into good hitters, pitchers, and fielders. I guess that's three purposes. <laughs> and um, you really get to t- uh, toy and tinker with different parts of their of their game. There's so much more time and, and data points in baseball, too. You know, so many at-bats through the years in the minor leagues alone uh, before you even get to the majors that uh, that you can try and coach up. And I mean, tactical just, trades also really help build this Diamondbacks team. If you're looking at it from the core... I mean, Corbin Carroll was the guy they developed. Christian Walker, yep. I mean, after that, it's you know a lot of veteran guys and a lot of guys they signed or either brought in. I mean, Lordis Garriel signing, Alec Thomas they developed good. Good props to them there. Carroll as well. But Tommy Pham traded for at the deadline. I mean, they knocked the trade deadline out of the park. Yes, you are seeing did. the veteran presence is is there. You they know, got it. What past champions have done really well is build. You know the the. Final touches at the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the 2021 Braves, they got, you know, Jock Peterson at the deadline. They got Jorge Soler at the deadline. Those are critical pieces on their World Series-run team. So you're seeing a theme here. These teams who have solid cores but need those final, you know, need that extra boost, that, that extra push, and they go get it at the trade deadline with tactical moves that fit their roster to a T. You have to credit the D-backs' office. as, you know, 100% here for being able to find the right guys that would come in here and be able to, you know, come right along with these younger guys and be the perfect mesh of veteran leadership with the youth of this team. Totally agree. A lot of good I mean, Font was a guy who got sent down to the minor leagues in May for a couple weeks to figure out his stuff. It's an interesting thing. He reminds me a lot of Ranger Suarez uh, to, to get a Philly comp for, you know, folks that are more familiar with the local team. Not arsenal wise, but not arsenal wise, but kind of how he sort of redid himself a little bit, got sent down, uh, came back up, and and he's been money in this postseason. Um, really, really incredible story, and you know I think about him every night before I go to bed <laughs> with anger simmering over my veins. Um, anything else on the World Series, Jack? I know we covered uh, tonight's game. They'll play again tomorrow, and then we'll have the Wednesday show. Yeah. I never really to talk about the Rangers, um, so I'm going to do that when we come back briefly. Uh, we're going to take our first break of the show. I'll play the SPA at the right time this time instead of That'd following be great intro. Yeah. So that is my apologies. I didn't have the headphones on at the time as I was just uh, finishing in the traffic up. So that's all me. Hey, accountability. There's one lesson you learn uh, from this part of the show. Something Kenny Gainwell is yet to be informed about. Accountability. Accountability is important. You make a mistake, you've got to own it. And I did. I let the SBA play before, uh, before it should have at the top of the show. That's my apologies. You know, we, you know, you learn, you get better. A lot of learning opportunities. Um, I was just sitting there wondering daily. why we're using Abby's song as uh, yeah. as intro music. Yeah, no. Yeah, that, w- that was totally unintentional. It kind of sounded good, not going to lie, for like a sports show. Hey. You know, when I go, ow! So, Yeah, Yeah. it was was chill. Well, speaking of Abby's SPA, we'll get right into it here on Heavy Hitters. We'll be back momentarily on the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR Kutztown. And welcome back. It's Heavy Hitters here on the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR. That's Jack Heim. I'm Mitchell Smedley. We're bringing you through two hours of all in sports talk in this final show of October. It's October 30th. Crazy how fast time goes. right? I know. Wednesday, we will be in the awful month of November. Just a waste of a month.
1: Don't but you say that.
0: What's not a waste is all the goings on in sports. Today, I saw a headline is what's known as the sports equinox. Yes. Thank you for mentioning that. I no was going problem. to bring that up. All four of the major North American sports <sighs> playing games on the same day. It's the only time that will happen this year. That was awesome. What? What? I mean, I mean the sports equinox. I mean, that's oh, incredible. yeah, it's pretty cool. I love it. So we have a Monday night football game, which we will preview <laughs> shortly. I think we'll go NFL after MLB, right? Yeah, yeah we'll yeah. do that. So we'll do that. Stay tuned. And we got uh, NHL games, NBA games, obviously, and the World Series all happening tonight. So whatever you like, it's a sports buffet out there, folks. Enjoy, indulge, but most importantly, tune in to Heavy Hitters on Wednesday when we discuss everything that happens tonight. And tomorrow night, oh yeah, and then preview next weekend because that's what we do here. Um, also, other note: I figured I'd mention before we get back into the MLB discussion. Goodstown has clinched a spot in the national, not the national <laughs> championship. <laughs> that's bold. The uh, <laughs> PSAC championship game uh, PSAC. They, with their win over Millersville on Saturday, seventeen yes. to twelve. They've officially clinched at minimum a share of the PSAC Eastern Division title and have guaranteed themselves a spot in the PSCC title game with their head-to-head victories earlier on in the year over Shepard and East Stroudsburg. So congratulations to the Golden Bears football team. Yes. Um, still have business to take care of. Uh, rivalry game this upcoming weekend against Westchester. That is a noon start time, a noon kickoff uh, down at Westchester. We'll, we will be providing live coverage of that right here on KUR. Just like myself, we did for last week. Myself, Mitch, and Josh will be on the call for that one. Our final road venture of the season. Uh, more than likely, because the PSC championship game will be held here at Andre Reed Stadium. Oh yeah, less than two weeks from now, Saturday, November 11th. That is a noon start time as well. The Golden Bears will be welcoming in Slippery Rock, in that game, a Western Division powerhouse. Uh, but for all your things, all, all news on a uh, Golden Bear Sports, you can tune into Bears Beat the hour prior to us here, four to five on Mondays. It's like your sports appetizer. Exactly. Get your get your mind ready in the sports mindset, uh, Golden Bears wise, and then we'll take you the next two hours for professional and collegiate sports um yeah. division one as well nhl as well everything we do everything. it all here we, we got do. you we do it all here so yeah it was fun broadcasting with you jack on homecoming you and josh it was and, ruckus environment so yeah. shout out to the golden bears faithful for making that um you know a fun environment to be in on a hot saturday afternoon always love doing that you know at this point let's be honest with ourselves <laughs> to say the least yeah. i mean we are okay. uh that uh, that PSAC title game, that will be a must-broadcast. <laughs> How many of these can I throw in a row? <laughs> for those that know, you know. If you know, you know. Anyways. So, All right, we're well, getting back into the uh, the World Series. Jack, actually, give us your piece on the Rangers. I'll give my piece on the Rangers real quick, then we got to step aside for our traffic. Um, already, yeah. Bad time management on my. Part. Wow, how is it 5:30 already? I don't know. It's it's mo- moving fast. Well, I step aside at 25 because we're in the middle of our world series discussion. Oh, it so, so it's your fault. Okay. Yeah, a lot of stuff is my fault today. Heard. Look, hour one is a learning experience. I've been doing this board for a long time, and I don't think I've uh, been being running this board. Um, but it's like, that Pepsi dude, it's throwing you off. You no, know, no. It's literally not. I just finding my footing. I don't know why. You know, it's just, you're you ever, sitting down. You ever, <laughs> that's enough out of you. <laughs> I, you ever have one of those days where it's just like, yeah, like you're going through the motions. That's it. I don't know why. That's like kind of what today is. for I me. I don't know. I actually showed up to my class on time today. Rare occurrence. So I'm firing you know. on all cylinders. We're going to get a call in. So we'll let Mitch screen him. I'll keep talking here um, real quick. I mean, World Series. I'll give my blurb on the Rangers uh, at this moment in time. Mitch mentioned Adolis Garcia. Is we're now going to talk to our first caller of the day, we got John from Schnecksville on the line. John, what are you yelling at me for this week?
2: Oh, my God, I saw a couple of topics. One, I'm going to touch on the World Series. Two, I'm going to go to the NFL, and I'm just going to tell you guys to brace yourself for that. Don't worry, you're not going to have to hit the dump button, I promise.
0: All right, well, you did but lose to thing, the Jets. So. Mitch,
2: I'm listening to you talk about the World Series. I'm listening to you talk about the Rangers lineup, which is a very good lineup. I'm not going to take that from you. But if the rookie pitcher could maneuver through the, what I think is a better Philadelphia lineup than Rangers lineup, then mm, I'm pretty sure he's going to be okay tonight. I have to agree with Jack. I think the Diamondbacks in six. And yes, Jack, there are a lot of coincidences. That Whether that matters or not, I don't know. But Yeah.
1: I never said I it like, mattered. I just like said story.
2: Weird. I like the Cinderella story. We're going to go with that. As far as the NFL, I'm going to say this. Thursday night, you're going to see a very aggravated and agitated Steelers football team and they will beat the Titans handily. I agree. At, at Stadium. I'm just going to say that right now. It doesn't matter if Kenny Pickett plays or if Mitch Trubisky plays or if they decide to dust off Mason Rudolph and have him play.
0: Oh, that my goodness. That
2: defense is going to come.
0: Can you imagine? You've hardly, discovered that lost. Hard. hard.
2: They're going to come. I'm not even going to go there. Right? They're going to they're play really well. Now, to touch on my other favorite team, I'm getting agitated just thinking about it. The <laughs> New York football embarrassments. I used to call them the Giants. <laughs> the Giant Literally, embarrassments. That was the... Two of the worst football teams offensively I've ever seen in my life. But I will give credit where credit is due. Those are two very good defenses, not because they played against each other, because I feel any defense could do that against those offenses. But those two defenses have performed well the entire season. So hopefully what you're seeing now is the beginning of the sell-off for the New York Giants because Leonard Williams was traded to the Seahawks. was so going to touch on that, John. That's a good point. forward to a great show. Thank you for taking my call.
0: Thank you very much, John. John always so insightful. Always brings the love uh, his presence here on the show and the best accent of any caller. So, but um, I'll I'll touch on his point about my comment about the lineup. I think when the Phillies decide that they're going to mail it in after Game Two, well, and don't play and don't show up and don't get off the bus, they showed up for one out of the next five games. That's twenty percent. Not I, I don't bad. think the Phillies lineup <laughs> how could you not make money? <laughs> Such, Such a brilliant, brilliant idea. idea. Um I, I think that those hitters were not up to caliber. Anyone looking at Nick Castellanos' at bats after the home run in game one would say that is not the same guy that played in the Braves series. Um the, Kyle Schwerber was getting pitched around because Trey Turner was awful. Brandon Marsh was getting pitched around because there was an automatic out behind him. Uh Alec Boehm. Thanks for showing up, man. Appreciated look, that. Okay, I, look. I, I'm going to save A lot of time. the Phillies hitters just lost their time. They did. And they lost their focus. They did, yeah. I, I don't uh, think that's happening with the Rangers. So, yeah, I, I don't think it's going to necessarily happen either. But, look, the Phillies lineup fell asleep at the worst time. Uh, they couldn't afford to, and they did. A lot of the guys did. I mean, we need to go back down this road again. But, Mitch, it's a valid point. They were able to be tactical with their pitching. Avoid Schwarber because Turner wasn't playing, You know, wasn't hitting well. It was a bad approach. Rojas automatic out. I mean, we can go back through the, whole you know. We can do the life, whole thing. But we we don't have the time. No, we do. not or, or the want, yeah, or the will. So I think the Rangers are more locked in. They have obviously more proven hitters this year. They've made it through the ALCS in a game 7. They don't fall asleep at the wheel. They grind out every at-bat, and they're not going to just get held to one run again this series. They've been the road warriors all playoffs. Yes, I, they have. I, I don't know if that's going to continue here. I'm not a, you know, I'm not a uh I don't have a crystal ball in my hands here to see the future. It started in Tampa, went through uh, Baltimore, and they played well in, uh, in Houston. Winning four games there. Four out of four. 100%. They could clinch in Arizona. But I don't think they will. I don't think they will. They could. So. I think they're taking minimum two out of three. I don't know. I got the D-backs in six. I have them taking two out of three. I think it's going to be game three goes to Arizona. I think game four goes to the Rangers, and I think Gallon finally rebounds and shows what he's got in game five before Kelly shoves again in game six and caps it off. I think, uh, well, uh, because I picked Rangers in seven, and that would come down to another Brandon Fott start. I don't think he's good this series. I think the lights are too bright. Um, Rangers in seven, I still got that. I think Gallon and Kelly still play well. but um, So I think the Rangers take the next two, then the D-backs take two. Rangers win it in seven. All right, we're going to step aside for 30 seconds for our traffic. When we come back, we're going to wrap up our MLB discussion here on the radio voice of Kutztown University, KR Kutztown.
2: In the Lehigh Valley on 22 or 78 in Berks County, Exeter Township, an accident 422 East at Lorraine Road has 422 East closed at Gibraltar Road. No accidents. Schuylkill County 209 or 309, Carbon County 248 or 443 are on the turnpike. The 69 News Traffic Center tip line is 610-820-1111. 11, 11. That's the latest from the 69 News Traffic Center.
0: And welcome back to Heavy Hitters. Everybody here on the radio voice of Kutztown University, or Kutztown. Jack High, Mitchell Smedley, hour number one of Heavy Hitters' is two-hour sports talk show, bringing you the latest and greatest in sports, your one-stop shop for the best sports talk show in the area. I mean, I, I, I know that's a little bit... Little might, might be, might be a little bit arrogant, but I think it's true. I, th- I think we, we, we do such a great job here, Mitch. Sometimes we do get a little off topic, but is what it is. We're passionate sports fans, we provide great coverage at least we think so. And I th- hope plenty of others do as well. Um, but yeah, let's keep getting right back into it. One more point I have before we move on for the D backs and the Rangers the bullpen, huge for the D backs. Seawald nor Ginkle had to be used in game two, preserving the back end of that bullpen. Absolutely gigantic for the D-backs here going forward. Gets those guys some rest. I mean, I know they're used to pitching in every single game, but I think for me, getting Ginkle and getting Seawalt some rest uh, is going to be critical going forward as we're going to get him our next caller here. Yes, sir. First-time caller, Michael in Orlando. How you doing down there?
2: Doing good. How are you boys doing up there?
0: Good. Uh, pretty good, man. Pretty good.
2: All right. I need your thoughts on a very controversial topic. Aaron Nola keep
0: him or let him go oh man okay we're going back to philly talk i so this is a conversation we will really dive into throughout the baseball offseason but i'm glad you brought it up michael i am i i i think we should let him go i don't think he he provided three good starts the postseason his regular season was atrocious um I think you have to uh, you have to try out some new arms. You have to see what you have in some other guys. Uh, um, you know this team has done better developing pitching recently. I think they can do it with some of their farm system guys. I Whoa. would let them go. Wait, 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 wait. Steve's done better developing pitching and something? Outside of Ranger Suarez, what starting pitcher is from within? Painter before injury. I can't count him yet. He never pitched in the big leagues. I know, leagues. but he was going to be a stud. Uh, Mick Abel, I would bring up. Just because they're good in the minor leagues doesn't mean it's always going to translate. I know, wait, but I've watched Aaron Nola in the regular season. It is awful. It takes years off of my life. But he's uh, got the guts for the postseason, though. <sighs> I just wish he could help us get tough there to more replace. Tough to replace. Where are you at on it, Mike?
2: So I will tell you. I read an article that I, I'm I'm torn on whether whether I'm counting it or not. Um. They were talking about everything going on in his life this past year. He got married in the offseason that he won't be doing again this year. And there's talk that the pitch clock's going to go up five seconds and that there will be a significant reduction on his worries about the pitch clock now that he's got his stance figured out.
0: If the pitch clock goes up, I would more consider it. I think that has a real effect on him as a pitcher. I think that is a real thing. Yeah, look, a lot of guys had to get adjusted this year. It was new for everybody. Nola took a long time for him to get adjusted. And for a lot of those guys who are more slower to the plate, they had to change their mechanics. You know, Chris Bassett, I think of just because of being a Mets fan and knew how slow he was to the plate, had to alter some things. I think it affected Alec Manoa a little bit for sure on the Blue Jays, as we've seen where how far he's fallen. Yeah. Um. So I think yeah, certainly it's valid to have an effect on guys, no the likes of it. I think it should be twenty seconds constant. Uh, you know, known of this 15 with nobody on base, 20 off base, and with nobody on 20 seconds permanent, I think it's fine. The game will move fast enough then. I, I, you know, again, imposing more change on players isn't great, but they're used to 20 with guys on base. I think it would be great to just have a constant, steady time for these guys. I don't know. That's yep. kind of a different conversation, but I'm going to answer your question. I think you should keep Nola. I don't know, you know, how deep the replacement pool is going to be for him. He's yeah. familiar with Philly, you got to have a certain kind of, you know, Mentality and, and that kind of mantra to play in this city, um, because it's just the fans are so tough on you. They're passionate; they give everything they got to this, to, you know, to their sports teams. He's been around this team forever; it feels like for such a long yes, time now. You know, long, uh, familiarity is a Billy. big factor, so I, I think they're going to keep him. I think they will keep him to answer that question. Um, I'm just so frustrated with him. I've ranted about him to no end on this show, but Mike, even if he comes you know, back, oh. at least we have the Eagles, right?
2: <laughs> amen all right i appreciate it gentlemen
0: no problem have a great rest of your day enjoy florida mike from orlando good to speak with you mike first yeah. time caller. we appreciate your input yeah hope to hear from you in the future exactly i was in florida recently it was really nice yeah orlando i was actually in orlando yeah wow I wonder why <laughs> I can't imagine. <laughs> Alrighty, righty. We're going to step aside for one final time in hour number one. Uh, we'll be back here on Heavy Hitters on the Radio Voice of Coodstown University, K.U.R. Coodstown, And welcome back to Heavy Hitters here on the Radio Voice of Coodstown University, K.U.R. Coodstown. Jack, I'm Mitchell Smedley. <laughs> Rest of hour number one. Mitch is crying laughing over there. And it's a byproduct making me laugh. So, we're having a good time. We hope you are, too. Do you not hear the distortion on that music? Oh, I took off my left headphones. Oh, dude, you missed a fun effect. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that was like, that was bumping. Oh, that's funny. That was so funny. All right. I have one more MLB note before we uh, move on. Well, let's hear it. Uh, this just breaking, at least to me. Uh, the Yankees' Aaron Judge has received the Roberto Clemente Award Award. 2023. Oh, Congratulations to Aaron. Oh, and some other breaking news. Despite him interviewing with the Cleveland Guardians today, oh my goodness. Okay, I know my father listened to the show, so <laughs> Dad, I'm so sorry. We've had this debate numerous times. Please I want, heart. I want Craig Council to be the, the Mets' next manager. I think he's a really good manager who's stuck in a bad situation in Milwaukee because they don't spend a whole lot of money. The situation, Terry! Terry, the situation! I would like to see Council with a team who spends money and has enough talent around it to be putting the manager in the best situation. Because look at the Brewers. I mean, they have really good pitching, but their offense was the sixth worst in baseball this year, and they got them to the postseason. Sixth worst. (laughs) (laughs) For those who don't know, Mitch just cracked open a can of Pepsi Zero Sugar. No affiliation, by the way. Yeah, by the way, yeah. Well, Actually, I think the university does have a sponsorship. Oh, well, I don't. We, we don't here at the radio station, <laughs> hey, so we're gonna hey, distance my ourselves. Goodness, what? Oh, my goodness, that was not. Oh, god. Oh, oh, I thought you were talking about me. No, not you. you. I mean, you're equally. So. No, wow, okay, no. buddy. Yeah, we are not affiliated with Pepsi in any way, shape, or form. No advertisements, we just have it available to us in the studio, so we're drinking it. Um, anyway, it's like cough medicine. Anyway, um, I'm gonna keep going with my point here. Yeah, please, Craig Council. Yeah, Craig Council. What's the headline? You read like half of it. Craig Council has serious interest in Mets' vacancy, according to the New York Post. Mm. So I like that. Sorry, Dad. Uh, I know you're not going to like that. Anyways. He thinks Craig Council is a bad manager who's underperformed with Milwaukee. You know who sucks? Wild. To you me. know who's a bad manager? Who? Coach, I guess. Who? Brett Brown. Who? Brett Brown. Oh, the Sixers? Yeah. He's yeah. such a loser. I was like, that didn't ring a bell for a second, but I'm like, oh, yeah, Brett Brown, NBA. Boom. Anyways. Whoa. Anyway, (laughs) so we're going to move on to football now. Yeah, we are going to move on to football. I'm going to have this debate. Let's do it. Let's just get into it. Gloves are off. Let's do it. Let's go. We've been talking about it for an hour already today. And before I preface this, or I'm going to preface this by saying 610-683-4058. Get your opinions heard. Before we do this, actually, I'm going to read the notebook first. Okay, so so that we can just go through from the KUR Notebook Attention KU community, want KUR at your event? No problem. Go to www.kutztown.edu forward slash KUR, find live events slash remotes, read the reminders, and fill out the form. Our promotional director or born member of KUR will reach out to you as soon as possible. An important reminder about events is that KUR needs at least three weeks' notice to even consider your event, no exceptions. This message is brought to you by the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR. All right. Back into it. Let's... Let's start this puppy, man. Let's do it. Um, how do you want to? How do you want to do this, Jack? We all right. Jack and I have been debating what is better. Yeah, this has been one of our debates for a while. Yeah, this has been a long-standing thing. And we're kind of so, opening the show up to more of a debatal format: college football or NFL? What's better? What's better as it what currently has stands competition? in the year in the year of twenty twenty three? Objectively, yep. if you had to take all oh, this, would really be subjectively because it's an opinion. Not, yeah, not. Fully based but out. on the Fact. whole, you could you could separate that into better playoffs, yeah, better exactly. talent, better you whatever take you that, want. whatever way you want. Whatever avenue you choose to go down for this, you know, topic of conversation. Um we want to hear your thoughts. So we'll get into it and then you can call in obviously 610-683-4058 610-683-4058 to give your thoughts on as it currently stands right now on October 30th of October 30th of 2023, what is better? College football or the NFL. We obviously are... We differ. I've always been differ. an NFL guy. Mitch You've has been always an NFL been a guy. College I've guy. been a college guy. I have uh, given college so I, many chances I, to I used to me. love the NFL. I used to love the NFL, you know, when I was, like, younger in high school, and, and even up until, like, the end of high school. Actually, more, I would say more so started to fade, like, going into my senior year of high school. That's when my love for the NFL started to kind of slip a little bit, and it, I, it's gone down ever since. But... For me, look, I love college better. I, 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 college to me, it's just so entertaining to watch. I could throw on a random game between, you know, SMU and Memphis and have it be just absolute barn burner. Like, you could be was, entertained by would that. Be oh, my God. So goodness. fun, dude. Like, any college football game, I just love it, dude. I love the sport. I love the way the sport's played. You can st- still hit people for a majority of plays. You can call for targeting. You can call for targeting. Most of them are correct, I would say. Unlike the NFL, you can't hit the quarterback anymore. Tell me you can hit the quarterback? in the passer.
1: What are you talking about? He a weight, record dude. number
0: of sacks last year. Body weight, bro. If you hit the quarterback correctly, which is where? Consistently. The midsection. No, that even gets called for body weight, buddy. Yeah, as long as you don't land on him. Oh, okay, so I'm supposed to hit a guy. This isn't the debate because I hate the roughing the passer the stuff, too. I'm just saying, like, you can hit people, but I hate the roughing the passer calls, too. It's annoying. It's ruined multiple games. It's ruining the sport. Be- and the, the, the deeper issue with that is the one problem I do have with the NFL, which I, I don't know if they're just not putting as much physical training in in certain areas to these guys. The injuries, injuries are un. Tameable. Yeah. I don't know what it is in current sports medicine, current sports science, whatever it is, the amount of injuries. Aaron Rodgers took four snaps for the Jets this year. Four! Four. Player, I've watched play, player, player safety error, though. Player safety error. More players are getting hurt now than ever. But player safety error. Let's, let's just keep it there. But, uh, unreal. The, the, the turf playing services, I think, are factoring into that. I think that is... You know, I'm no turf expert, but when you look at the you know switch to turf playing services, a majority of the fields, and these guys' injuries are going up, especially hamstrings, ACLs, and the likes of them. Uh, it is it is crazy. We're who are we who are we getting on the phone with? We have guys? a double dip from John. Double from next dip bill. from John. Welcome back, John. Oh
2: yeah, you know I don't normally, you know you you know I don't normally do this, but you guys provoke me with this debate. Listen, I'm just I poke the bear. I'm just gonna I'm gonna go with it. I've, I'm. I'll be 52 in a few days. I have loved the NFL my whole life. I watch it every Sunday. Anybody that knows me, my kids, Get my family, they know I just sit in front of it, and watch TV. However, with all of that said, I'm going to say this. The college product is much better now. Mitch, Thank I'm going to give you a couple of reasons why. Thank you, John. I'm going to give you a couple of reasons why, Mitch. So, do you love the playoff atmosphere at the bank when the Phillies are in the playoffs? Because that's what almost every single college campus is like bingo. college football games going on. Those fans are rabid. They're crazy. They're having a blast. It's a lot of fun. Hey, John. They all have different traditions. Bingo. Everything I agree. It's so much fun. Now I've just,
0: pounded you, that drum.
2: You can actually play football in college. Oh okay? God. Now, there's, consist- there's much more consistency in the calls in college football as I've watched a lot more college football over the last years than the NFL. Agreed. You watch this weekend alone. In the Steelers game alone, A cornerback came in on a blitz, hit the opposing team's quarterback, barely landed on him, roughing the passer. Kenny Pickett gets crushed by a 380-pound defensive lineman who bounced him off the turf with body weight, left the game with injured ribs. There wasn't a flag to be found. Now, you could say that's because he's a Pittsburgh quarterback and Big Ben never got flags, so Kenny Pickett's not going to get flags. But the lack of consistency in the NFL, and I'll take it one step further, the sheer amount of flags in a given NFL football game, is almost unbearable. It's like you're more surprised to see a play go off without a flag than you are with a flag. So I'll leave you with those thoughts. I really look forward to hearing what you guys have to say about that. And thanks for taking my second call, fellas.
0: Appreciate you, John. There he is, John. Let me address him We're in the same boat real quick. Here. Yes, you are. So let me, let me be contrarian for a second. Um, so right now, I'm kind of addressing the points. This is a strategic move by me. Kind of addressing your points, Jack, first. I'm making concessions where I need to because I need to preface this. Um, The atmosphere argument, totally valid. There's much more excitement in the crowds in college. Yep. uh, Because you have a bunch of intoxicated college kids, like thousands of them in one spot. That's awesome. Uh, If it's legal. Number two. uh, The flags in NFL... You're surprised to see a play. I will I will agree with that on like certain areas. Like if I see a punt return for a touchdown, I'm expecting a flag in the NFL. I yeah. am like wait. Oh, yeah. I'm like, did they just not throw did it yet? They, did they not like, see the illegal it? block in the back? Did yeah. Did they not see the holding? Yeah. Did Which they not see frustrates the absolute hell out of me? I totally agree. The roughing the passer penalties are so frustrating. The NFL has its flaws. The NFL has moments that I do not like. Like when they had uh, you could challenge pass interference calls. That got so annoying. What is a catch? You know, we have these things in the pros that annoy the absolute hell out of me. But I'm going to tell you, I'm going to start turning the conversation in a different direction here. The competition in the NFL is so much better. The competition is better. No. The playoffs are better. No. The talent gap is less. It's more competitive. That's the problem. Bingo, you said it right there. You said it right there. The playoffs are better. Everything is about the playoffs for you. Because that's who wins. That's the end result. Not everything is about it. Any given game, there's less of a talent gap. Penn State wins game 63 to nothing. That's boring. Yeah, against that the cupcakes. That is boring. There's so many cupcakes. They only rank 25 teams, there's over 150, I think. Okay, buddy. That's not good. That's not good. So you like major college football? Like, you like the Power 5 conference? Oh, the Power 5 is much more bearable. But even in that, Penn State's beating up on Maryland like 42-3. to I don't know. Just throwing a random score out there. You're you're focused. I like... You don't watch college football. You watch Penn State. I've watched a lot of college football in the last two years in other games. I have. Before then, before I met you, I really didn't watch that much other games. But... What I will say is I like top 25 college football. That's entertaining to me because you've narrowed the field down to 25 competitive teams. That's roughly the same as the 32 in NFL because you need a relatively similar talent By the way, the pool. top 25 changes variously over the course of the season. I know it season. does. I know it does. So. so you're telling me games like Oregon State losing to Arizona aren't fun. Unranked Arizona. Five oh, and three. those are great! Yes, that's awesome. I love a good upset. That's fine, but it's so. But then it happens more than you think. It happens multiple times every single week. And the only time it does is because there's about like a hundred games going on every week. No, that's, there's that, sixteen no, in the NFL with no within, bye weeks. That's just within the Power Five. Like that. Like that's that's what we're narrowing narrowing our scope towards. I'd argue there's more crazy games that are not Power Five just because those teams aren't like elite and they're more closely represented in talent right they have a closer talent gap which is what the nfl has in college football at the start of the season we went through this together earlier there's really seven or eight teams that have a real shot to win the championship we thought penn state they didn't belong on the same field as as ohio state no there's seven or eight out of over 100 in football, well, that's the thing. Like, a be, like, conservative estimate would say there's 5 or 6. I say there's 12 or 13. See, my argument is there should be a Power 5 championship and a Group of 5 championship. I think that's where that lies. So that way what you can you distinct... Like, that way there's Power 5 teams are all going for the national championship there. Mm-hmm. And the Group of 5 teams are all going for the Group of 5 title. Because the Group of 5 never is going to win the national championship. That would championship. be so much better. That would be, It's never going to happen. Yes, I think there should be multiple different Division 1 leagues. I think that would help tremendously. I saw a proposal that relegation should happen in college football. I think that would be incredible. What's relegation? So in European soccer, there's relegation. So, for example, we're going to take the British Premier League here. Mm-hmm. There's 20 teams in the Premier League. 17 of them stay up each year, but the worst three teams get sent down to That's the, how my uh, my youth swim league used to work. You had yeah, red, red white, and sen- blue. That gets sent down to the— Yes, uh, if you don't perform well. To the English championship. Goodbye. I think that should be something that, that should, be, should absolutely be something that that is taken into college football. Even I think in American professional sports too. I mean, I think it would be tougher just because you know. No, I don't think that should happen. So I mean, I think it would be cool though. I don't think you even need it in in NFL. There's 32 teams. You can keep track of all of them. All of them are relatively close in talent. So I don't know. I mean, it could happen. It, it could work in college football. I don't know. But that kind to, of a crazy proposal. I but. love it though. I got that. Oh boy, we're getting another call. Alright, we are nearing the top of the hour, though, because we got 40 seconds, so we are probably going to have to wait to take this caller's that full thoughts until the end of the hour, uh, until the, excuse me, the top of the second hour of our show, but I love this debate, it opens up so many floors, so many avenues, so many, you know, departments of, of these games that we could talk about, things that could be improved upon, things that are, we think are great as it currently stands, um, but for me, it's just, I, I love the college game, I, I really do love the college game, uh, welcome back, Mitchell. Thank you. We'll get that caller yeah. on the uh, we will. right on the other side. We'll lead off with John from Easton. John from Easton. So. All right. Look forward to that. All right. Well, that's going to take us to the end of hour number one on Heavy Hitters. Don't go anywhere. Plenty more to talk about debates, NHL, and college football in hour number two on Heavy Hitters. And welcome back in. It's Heavy Hitters here on the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR. Mitchell Smedley, Jack Heim, and your phone calls. We're debating... Football, pro or college, what is better? And we're going to jump right back into it because I have a feeling this hour is going to be packed. we got to recap some stuff. we got to debate some stuff. And we got to take calls from guys like John and Easton. John A., how we doing?
1: Good, guys. How we doing? First off, I'd like to say happy sports equinox. There's very few days on the calendar. We get all four major sports in one night. But tonight is one of those nights. It's a great day to celebrate sports. It's a great day to be alive. Real quick. Yeah, it is a great day to be alive. It's a great day to have a day, is what some people say, and no half cents, if you know what I'm saying. But I first like to say, I don't think Craig Council's is a great fit for the Mets. I think he's done nothing but mediocrity and Okay, buddy. He's had plenty of good rosters and has failed with every single one of them. Who opinion. let this he guy on the radio? Show me I like going this to have guy. A higher payroll and a bigger market. I'd rather see the Mets take a shot on somebody like Donnie Baseball if they want to give somebody who's already been. An he's average not
0: going to be a manager. Hey, shot, hey or John. be
1: outside the box, John. Would have liked them to see potentially go after Bob Melvin, but.
0: He's with the Giants. He's with the Giants. The about, why would you even bring he's his off the table?
1: College versus the NFL. And I don't think it's just the NFL versus college as a debate here. I think college basketball is a much better product than the NBA. Agreed. Much like I think college football is a much better product than the NFL. And here's why. Look at all the traditions that are built in college football. Look at all the, you know, these fan bases that are passionate beyond belief, 100,000 kids in this stadium, 100,000 kids in that stadium, you know, you got all these great things that happen on college campuses on football Saturdays. You see upsets left and right, you know. Ohio State, you know, went down a couple years ago to whomever. You know, a bunch of years back, Appalachian State goes up to the big house in Michigan and upsets them. You know, you could see the little guys still win. Like, in the NFL, who's really upsetting anybody? Oh, you think the Carolina Panthers are going in, you know, arrowhead and beating the Chiefs? Not gonna happen. And the second thing about the college football playoff landscape, the playoffs are expanding. It's going to be even more entertaining. These kids actually show that they have heart and want to play the game of football and care about their team's results. Meanwhile, it looks like the guys in NFL are just looking to cash a check half the time and don't really care if they win or lose. They just want to get the big payday. Look at the Giants, for example. Daniel Jones got paid. Now he's taking his sweet time getting off the couch. He well, he's just a bad quarterback. Got a hundred and twenty million dollar contract last year. One of the best left tackles in football. He hurt his hamstring in week one. It's week nine. He still hasn't practiced. If the thing's not torn, just what is what is your issue? These kids in college are playing for a chance of playing the pros. They care. They want to be on the field. They want to put the best product available for the fan bases. And the fan bases appreciate that. There's so many traditions that are built in college that kids. Whether you're in college, or growing up, watching football, or you know, you could be 85 years old. Oh, I remember when I went to college back in the day, and we did that in the stands. It was one of the most fun times of the year doing that. You know, like I went to Penn State, for example. You score a touchdown. You throw the people up in the stands. You get four people. You, you pick somebody up. You throw them up every time for every point on the board. And granted, throw them up for 70 burgers isn't easy. But then you get the games, you know, the White House in Penn State, or, you know, you get the color rush uniforms down in Auburn, you know, all those things. Like, there's things that people value. I got there's you, John. I agree with that What's point. the biggest NFL headline today? Taylor Swift? Does anyone really care about Taylor Swift? No. It's all about revenue, money, and Roger Goodell has ruined the NFL product. And I don't like watching it anymore. I didn't watch a single ounce of football yesterday because I had to work, but I'm glad I didn't because the Giants had negative nine passing yards and went to overtime. You think that's an enjoyable game for me? No. No, it's not. I don't, I don't like the NFL product where it's going, and it's going to continue to get worse as the years go by because you can't hit nobody. There's a strike zone. This isn't the MLB. This is football. You get hit. You played a physical game. You know what you signed up for when you played it. You don't like it. Don't play. Go figure skate. Go play baseball. Go play basketball. Like, you're playing a physical, violent sport. It's the same thing in hockey. Those guys can still hit, thankfully. There's still violence in that. But football's a physical game. The NFL, you can't breathe on somebody. I get There's you, John. I hear your pain. The Olympics. Because you can't touch nobody. I hear you your pain. NFL football in the Olympics. People would be out, they'd be out, they'd be out riding in the streets. just The college football landscape, it's more physical. It's more entertaining. The fan bases love it. The kids love it. Thank you.
0: You're welcome. And thank you, John. All right.
1: That was a Passionate long rant there.
0: Long-winded. Passionate call from John. Uh, Like I said, like I said, the atmosphere in college football is better. Probably the best of any sport. It is. Because even the teams that don't have a chance, I mean, that's what they have. That's their team. That's their college. The school spirit is is there. The bands, the cheerleaders, the everything. It's all there. I like college atmosphere, but the game itself, um, in the beginning of that, Excursion. John from Easton brought up. Yeah, it was long. <laughs> it, was, it was a long call. Um, John brought up the expanded playoffs, which I am so in favor of. And this is where the college folks are going to start feuding amongst themselves. Because Jack, you are not in favor of the playoffs. I'll tell you why I like them, though. I'm not in favor of the expansion. Yeah, the that's what I meant. The expanded playoffs. And, and by the way, let me touch on a previous point, and it'll it'll feed into this. He mentioned that these guys actually care college you see guys the top guys that are going up for the draft sitting out of the biggest games of the year bowl season the playoffs seniors sit out of those games you don't have that problem in football it's never like well Jalen Hurts doesn't want to get hurt so he's sitting out of the Super Bowl I wish he would but he doesn't do that you never have that in football you have that in college automatically a point for for NFL uh but the the playoffs in college are too damn small four teams is not enough not even close to enough. Jack and I went through it. We said there's about seven or eight teams that could win the national championship. Well, Maybe half more. that field isn't even going to get a chance in this current format. Meanwhile, in the NFL, you have, what is it? Uh, is it 12 or 14? 14. There's seven seeds now. Yeah. Uh, you have 14 teams. That's going to grab all of the teams that have a chance to make to, to make and win the Super Bowl. Pretty much guaranteed there's going to be a few that are frauds that lucked their way into the playoffs, and they're going to be sorted out like the Steelers a couple years ago, uh, like the Eagles in 2021. Frauds that don't belong there. They're going to get sorted out, usually in the wild card round. The Giants made it through last year. They got promptly handled in the divisional round. You don't usually see luck, uh, a team of luck, in the Super Bowl. Oh,
1: but you do.
0: No, you don't. When? No, I'm just kidding. No, okay. So, <laughs> I think the NFL playoffs are the so Patriots much better. Teams? No, the 12—that's funny. <laughs> the 12-team college football playoff will be the single biggest boost to college football ever. I am excited to no. watch next year. I am so happy they are doing it, Jack. Your turn to rant about it because I know you're not happy. I know you're not happy. I think it's fine the way it is. Why? You have four teams. I think the best teams win every single year. like The be- like the team who deserves to win the national championship does every year in this format. I don't think it needs to change. And I don't think it's going to change. What do you mean they deserve it? What? They earned it. They earned their way into the 14th playoff. If you had a top four in, let's say, MLB, neither of the teams playing in the World Series right now would be there. I think they both deserve to be there right now. Yeah, I guess. what <laughs> So what do you mean they did? The only reason that it looks like they deserve it Georgia is because the they only had to win one game to get to the Georgia national the championship. National, Georgia won the national championship game because they were the best team in the country the last two years, and you cannot even win. Agreed, which cap. goes back to the talent They would have be anybody they put in their schedule. What did they win? This, what was the final score of that game once again, Jack? What? Of the national championship, I oh, think they were game. like sixty-five to seven. Sixty-five to seven, and TCU That's was the three. That's not entertaining. TCU was the three. So my point is, if if TCU is the three and they're getting whooped off the field, like they need to, didn't they even didn't deserve belong to be there. there. What would the eight or nine do? Cincinnati didn't belong there. What would the eight or nine There's I do? There's a talent gap in college football? Welcome I agree. To the conversation. I agree. But it's boring. But how's it going to change it into 12-team playoffs? Oh, we're going to add more teams. Or magically, the talent pool is going to disperse itself. You have more of teams. a chance of a no, talented team making it. That is, that is ridiculous. It. That is flawed. No, it a flawed argument. You are a... You have more of a chance of a talented team making it. It's ridiculous. No, it's not. You make no sense. No, no. This is no. a stupid argument on your part. Because you... By the way, the college football playoff is decided by an opinion. That's so stupid. That is beyond moronic. Oh, we're just, you know, uh, you think, you think, I like you that think, team. You think the talent pool is going to miraculously even itself out because we're expanding the playoffs? Yes, because yeah, and do you that, know why? Terrible I, have, I, have, I have, Terrible argument. Terrible argument. No, there's I'll, much, much, much I'll much tell you why. There. What's the logic? If you'd be quiet, I would tell you because there's going to be more teams making the playoffs, being able to recruit, saying we made the playoffs the last three years straight, come to our program, being able to say we won two playoff games last year. This that's going not going to gonna sell anybody. Yes, it
1: is. Because every yes, year is it different. is.
0: Kids are graduating, going to the NFL. That's the problem. The college is not the end goal. For some of these guys, it is. But how do you think recruitment works? What do you think happens in recruitment? We have a good program. We're doing this with our program. We're building this. We've had this success. That's what they do. Oh, That's okay. how you get okay. players. Okay, so selling something, that, that, that is so flawed. No, it oh, isn't. Oh, okay. So we expand the pool. It's less impressive to make it, but it's going to become a premier selling point for us. It gives you something to sell. That is so dumb. We were the five seed last year, but because some old guys in a circle decided we shouldn't get in, we didn't get in. It's more impressive to make something that's a bigger pool than it was before. Yes, because you can also win games. You can also win playoff games. There's no logic in that statement at all. Oh, my goodness. Yes, there is. Okay, okay, okay. Hush for a second and let me talk so you can understand what I'm saying. I do understand what you're saying. Kids are going to be enticed to go to a school— That couldn't make the playoffs before, but since they expanded the field, it's become an accomplishment for that school, and a kid's really going to want to go there because they can make it with eight more teams being added, but they couldn't make it with four. Yes, because the playoffs are too small. Because right now, what's happening is only four teams get to say, we made the playoffs, which, yes, is more prestigious. That's what I'm arguing for. Water that no one, down. No one is gonna be swayed one way or another to go let's let, let's take Ole Miss for an example. Oh a school goodness. that has finished within the ranks of like ten to twenty the past couple of years and have pushed pushed for a twelve team playoff spot. Are they really gonna be swayed to go to Ole Miss much more? What about Penn they, State? If they make the playoffs and lose one game. What about what about Florida State? What if Florida State's the sixth seed this year? Does it get in? Then they didn't deserve to get in. Oh, my goodness. But I'm saying if they did get in, and even expanded, if they got bounced to the, the first round. The expanded playoff takes away from the regular season. You're going to see less show out at regular season games because it doesn't matter as much. Because you can lose It'll two to three games. It'll matter more. You can lose two to three games. How is it going to oh matter more? Oh, my goodness. Okay, it will matter okay. so much more because you have more teams so you have able to, be perfect. to get into the playoffs. You have to be perfect in a game. You have to be perfect. You have to be perfect in a game right now in this sport. You cannot afford more than one loss to get into the playoffs. That's the problem. So you're going to devalue the regular season and attendance is still going to be the same? Because hey, Jack, these games... Jack, okay, what do you okay. think happens? So you theory. Listen, you're listen, theory. listen. What do you think happens when a team does lose one, maybe two games in the first six weeks of the season, first seven weeks? No one shows up. No one cares anymore because they're already out. It's not even worth it. You will increase attendance overall because you have more fan bases engaged through November increase. into December. Okay, so you're going to start seeing what happening in the NFL. Parody, 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 parody. You know what it leads to? Mediocrity. No, it leads to a Mediocrity. lesser talent gap Mediocrity. and more entertaining football. Mediocrity. It takes away from so your many. Sixty-five there are to so seven. Many. There are so many mediocre teams in the NFL. It is not even funny. Not even funny. So many. So many. Like eight, maybe eight, eight. That's not even a third of the league. That's a quarter of the league that you think is mediocre. At try double. Try doubling. At best that. it's eight. No, it's try not. doubling. That. No, it's not. Yeah, try doubling. No. That no, try telling no. that ridiculous, ridiculous. There this are g- okay, Jack. Okay. Listen, so listen. I'm talking to a person who thinks that it is it is more impressive to make a postseason that is larger than it was before. That's not what I said. That it literally is. That's not what I said. That is literally what you no, said. No, it isn't. I said it's less impressive, but it gives that achievement to more teams to be able to recruit and to have better players so on their teams. you're saying that making a pool that is more expanded is going to It's not about how impressive it, it is, Jack.
1: It's not, it's not about just how impressive
0: it is. It's impressive. It's impressive to make a four-team playoff. It's very impressive to make... It, that is more impressive than making a 12-team playoff. Obviously. But what I'm saying is... Those other eight teams will be able to at least say we made the playoffs. Come play for us. That doesn't us. mean anything. Yes, it does. You make the playoffs and lose one game means nothing. Yes, it does. It means something. It means more than not making the playoffs. Okay. Okay. You you put Ole Miss on a field with Georgia. Who do you think wins? Georgia. I think Georgia. Okay. I think over time,
2: that, not that change. gap will narrow. Yes, no, it, it will.
0: Why? Because <laughs> recruitment will increase. Yes, it
2: will. <laughs>
0: <laughs> sweeper material
2: because <Yes>, it, <laughs> it will.
0: I don't know why you, but said it, it like will. That. By the, can it we, literally will. Can we transition for one second? I believe there are twelve to thirteen teams in the NFL that can make the playoffs. You know what's going to narrow the talent pool in, in college football? Mitch? Not what I was talking not about. Not the expanded okay. playoff. I, I'm going back to this because I need to address your absolutely flawed logic. Um, that it's not flawed. If you make the twelve-team playoff, it's 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 just it's a boost for your program. It's more impressive. It's more impressive to recruit. That a team could make a twelve team playoff and lose one game, then and not would. make a fourteen this, playoff. Yes. yes, no, no, it's the same. In fact, it's. I think it's even worse. No, so no, I think you're crazy. I don't think you're actually you think putting more, yourself. I don't think you're actually putting yourself in the mindset okay. of a college eligible player. So a playoff expands. A playoff expands by. Triple, triple than it was before. Jack, that's you're not thinking about it right, though. You're not listening not to what I'm about saying, it right. No, you're not because I like I will let me let me try and extend an olive branch in a calm, cool. And I'm just saying. Way. This you think it's more impressive for Penn State to make a 12 team playoff? You got to think about more Jack. Playoff. You got to think that about doesn't it. mean anything. Jack, listen, the, Penn State. Let's say they're the seven seed this year. I don't know what happens. Say they're the seven. They don't make the playoffs. Say they're the nine next year and they make the playoffs. That's still my something. argument is is that it's different from the NFL. The talent dispersion is different. You have to recruit. It's not trades. It's not signing free agents. And, Mitch. and how do you think you recruit by having success by making the playoffs, which you aren't able it to do because there's only dude, four teams. Oh my goodness! Penn State as a brand is not going to benefit at all on the recruiting trail from making a twelve team playoff and losing in the first round. But Pe- it Penn State's now. a big that brand. Now. Penn State's a big brand. A team like Old Miss. Ole Miss is a solid brand. It's okay. It's not that great. It's not Penn State, but it's a decent brand. It's improving, but it gives more teams a chance to sell their programs and to recruit, and it gives more teams a chance to be in the mix in October, in November, into December uh, that are fighting for playoff spots. De-emphasizing right now, you have four teams that are going to make it, and you have maybe four. That, that are trying to make it. That's eight teams out of what, 150? That are competitive? That's unacceptable for a league. That's atrocious. That You're is unacceptable. It. Meanwhile, there are about 13 NFL teams uh, that I think have a reasonable shot to win the Super Bowl, let alone make the playoffs. There's probably 20 that are in playoff contention. Seriously. Seriously. Yeah, Seriously okay. in playoff contention. There's probably okay, 20 teams for 14 spots. That's funny. It's not funny. It's funny. Washington is contending right now. Minnesota's contending. 3-5, they're contending. Yes, I The Giants it. are contending. But it's keeping people engaged. The, the Giants are contending. Yes, currently they haven't been knocked out. There's not as much separation. 2-6, and six, they're contending. They're not really contending. Yeah. That's where I draw the line. 2 wins, really teams contending. are not contending. No, they're not. Carolina's contending. No, they're not. I think Denver's contending, too. No, they're not. Hey, they beat Kansas City, they're contending. <laughs> hey, they beat Kansas City. You know, one of the worst teams in the league, beating arguably the best team in the league. That's something you don't see very often. First who's, time, who's in a, first time since 2015 that happened. By yeah, the I way. know, I know. So doesn't really happen often in the NFL either. What? That's one matchup that you just looked at. That's one matchup. The Eagles just lost to the Jets. The 49ers, who you said were just a lock to make the Super Bowl, apparently have lost three games in a row. Brock Purdy's terrible, which I love. I'm so happy. Can we get some Brock Purdy calls? The NFL is mediocre. 610-683-4058. Please call about mediocre. Brock Purdy. The NFL is so oh, it mediocre. it isn't. So mediocre. No, it isn't. It's competitive and it's grimy and it's, it's oh, grimy. We don't have 63 points a game. You realize so it's grime- mediocre. You realize grimy is not a good No, right? grimy is a rugged word. So. It's a rugged word. But you have I mean 13 out of 32 compared to you think 7 out of hundred? That's your problem. You're so moronic that you think 13 teams can win the Super Bowl. What? Let's go through them. Let's go through them. Let's do it. Eagles. Let's do it. We'll start NFC. Eagles, Cowboys in the NFC East. Eagles. That's it. No, the Cowboys are contending. The Cowboys are not a Super I Bowl I don't contender. think they're a favorite, but they're contending. No, they're not. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so you think the Cowboys have contended for the Super Bowl for the last four years? Yes. How? Not successfully. Then they haven't done it. Yes, they, they have. If you're not contending successfully, then you're failing. If you're not being successful, then you're failing. But they were a contender. They had a team that I thought had a reasonable shot to win the Super Bowl. Really? Yeah. When you're not lining Zeke up at center. Sure. But any let's, team, let's, let's move any on. Any team with Dak Prescott as a quarterback is not serious about winning a Super Bowl period. End of story. I think he can be good. But I don't care if you can be good. We're going to move on. He can't be Super Bowl good. We're going to move on. The 49ers, I think, are still contending. Uh, I'd throw the Seahawks in there and the Rams, kind of, maybe not. Rams. Buddy thinks the Rams come in the Super Bowl. I think it's Did possible. you see them yesterday? Yeah, they looked awful. Against the Cowboys, who looked really good, I don't know if you noticed, with Dak Prescott throwing passes. Oh, they finally looked good. Four of them. Finally looked good. Um, know, first good week. Uh, they beat your Giants 40 to nothing! Yeah. What are you talking about? By defense and special teams. Oh, my, they, they scored two of those touchdowns. They put up 26 offensive points. They didn't need to play for the second half of the game. It was over. And they shut you out, which is very hard to do in the NFL. Against it's the bad football team. Very hard to shut anyone out in the NFL because there's a lesser talent gap. Oh, but sure. moving on, let's keep going. I think the talent gap I between, between the, two divisions. the I I did, two divisions I covered two divisions and I five cap, teams. I think the talent gap between the Eagles and the Cardinals is quite wide, if you ask me and many others, but I don't know. What do I know? Moving on, Um, NFC North, Lions, I think they're the only real contender for the Super Bowl out of that division. Uh, NFC South, I don't think anyone's going to contend for the Super Bowl. Someone's going to make the playoffs out of there, um, which is interesting. AFC, so I have six in the NFC alone. AFC, Chiefs, Bengals, Dolphins, Bills, Ravens. Uh, I'm forgetting a couple. Okay, okay. I'll give you mine. I'm going to give you mine, okay? Legitimate chance to win the Super Bowl. I don't care about contending. I care about who can win it. From what I've seen so far, through the first eight weeks of football, who can actually win? I don't care about contending it. I don't care about making the playoffs. It's a reasonable chance to win the Super Bowl. Okay, 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 okay. So you think, you think... The Dallas Cowboys have a reasonable percent, a reasonable chance to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. I'd say. What percentage? I'd say they're the second best team in the NFC right now. A percentage chance? I don't know. 12?
1: Just 12. throwing numbers out
0: there. 12? Yes. Because there's a lot of other teams. So it's a small piece of the pie. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Say the Eagles are somewhere around 19. I can't. I can't. Why can't you? I can't. You think 13 teams can legitimately win the Super Bowl? Sure. Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. Well, I just named 11 of them. I'm forgetting a couple. Okay, okay. Jacksonville, that's 12. Eagles, Lions, and forget Niners. I'd give the Seahawks possibility in the NFC. Possible. So you had Eagles, Niners, Lions, Seahawks. You're forgetting the Cowboys. I'm not counting the Cowboys. Oh, my nope. goodness. This is atrocious. Nope. Not I don't even Cowboys. like the Cowboys. I hate the Cowboys more than I hate, like, literally anybody on the planet. And I can at least be Bold real. take? Nobody in the AFC is the Super Bowl caliber in my mind. Unacceptable take. Nope. Unacceptable. Two teams there. Two. Dolphins and Bills. By the nope, way, the Jets no were Bills. never contenders. No Bills. But at least the Jets came in with Super Bowl aspirations. Sorry. The Bills have not been impressive to me so far. No. Okay? Way. That's fine. They ate games to a great start. Mediocre at best. Mediocre pest best. I think they have playmakers all over the field. Give this team some time to gel. They might they be a team that comes have on late. good receivers outside of Stephon Diggs. That's been the problem for years. I know. And they don't address it. Therefore, uh, they cannot me. win the excuse Super Bowl. Excuse me. What good receiver did the Kansas City Chiefs have last year? What good receiver? They have one. Travis Kelsey. That's a tight end. He's a receiver. Uh, uh, fine. That's one. Equally as many as we just listed for the Bills, who also have a couple good tight ends, a couple... Role players at receiver. Difference is coaching there, pal. Yeah, I know. And Patrick Mahomes. But I'm just saying, you now. said because they didn't have receivers, automatically canceled. And automatically. The de- and the defense is, when it, the defense also is wildly defense hurt for the Bills. one of the also best. Also goes against them. Defense is so banged up. Tredavious, white out for the season. Matt Milano, I believe, is done for the year. They're, they're no chance of winning the Super Bowl with two of their best playmakers on defense out for the year. Bills absolutely can contend. Dolphins, no. best offense in the league. Fine. Best I'll receiver. give you the Dolphins. I'll give you the Dolphins. AFC North, excuse me, no Browns or Steelers. Bengals, I'll give the Bengals a shot. Bengals and Ravens. I'm not giving the Ravens a no. shot. Oh my goodness. Nope. Come on, man. No, no, no. Stop. No. no, stop. When you see the way the Ravens played against the Steelers, there's no way that team can win a Super Bowl. Stop. No way. No divisional game, few mistakes. Jaguars, not a Super Bowl team. So, what about the what about the Chiefs? I think with your logic about the Steelers, I think I think the Chiefs, the Chiefs just lost to the Broncos and the Dolphins. Losing to the Broncos is worse than losing to the Steelers. Yeah. So why do the Chiefs have a chance and the Ravens don't? Because I've seen that's one blip on the radar. Okay, and the Ravens leave two blips on the radar. They won by a touchdown against Arizona. The only game where I've walked away dazzlingly impressed by the Ravens is the game against the Lions. Who That's are it. who you listed as a Super Bowl contender, who the Chiefs lost to. Lost to the Colts at home. Did did Baltimore. Yes. I'm aware. Struggled against the Ravens. Scored one touchdown against the Titans. The Titans. Won the game, though. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. You know why you're, you're you're thinking about it from a college mindset. You're not seeing sixty three to thirteen. No, no, I don't care about the scores. Yes, I'm seeing you do. about I'm s- yes I'm I'm you seeing about quality of play. And the Ravens have day. shown me one game where they can play to the quality of a Super Bowl team. But fine. I'll, I'll bend. I'll bend it. I'll give you the Ravens. Thank you. So, how many are we up to? You got the Chiefs. So I have the fine. Bengals, Dolphins. I'll Ravens. give you the Ravens. I'll give you the Ravens. I'm not giving you Jacksonville. I don't care that I picked what? the them to start of the year. I'm not giving. It, oh my goodness. I'll She's give you atrocious. six. I'll give you. Okay, fine. Seven. Dolphins, Ravens, Chiefs in the AFC. Eagles, Lions. What about the Bengals, Seahawks, Niners? You said Bengals. Mm. Now you have to eight. No, you said it your first time around, and you're leaving out the Jags, the Cowboys. I think the Rams, the, dude, the Rams is wild. It's my, it's my bubble. The Rams break. is wild. By Very way, dark horse I candidate. Him. All right, we got to step aside. Yeah, we do. First break of the first break of the second hour. We'll be back, continuing talking about this for a vast majority of hour number two. Yeah, this is fun. <sighs> Heavy hitters, debate talk. Uh, we'll be back momentarily here on KUR. And welcome back to Heavy Hitters here on the Radio Voice of Cutsdown University KUR Sound. Jack I Mitchell Smedley. Hour number two. On the radio voice of Kutztown University, K.O.R. Kutztown, heavy hitters. First ever kind of show where we've... Really, it's a debate show. It's a debate show for the first time. I like this. You should find one of these each week. I would like that. Yeah. So, by the way, gotta keep it friendly. How you feeling over there, buddy? I'm good. I love having a debate. Me too. I just think you're lost. I think you're absolutely lost in La La Land. Oh my goodness. But I'm talking about reasonable, like, reason to have hope to win the Super Bowl. That's where we differ. Reasonable like hope. you think chance, as in like point one percent probability. No, not point one. Chance. I think the Rams probably sit somewhere around that three to four. Three. I don't think that's unreasonable. Look at their receiving core; it's very good. The Rams the have four percent chance to win the three, Super Bowl. Probably three point two. Watch the Rams win the Super Bowl three. You know how low those percentage chances are, like from like from networks. For a reason. <sighs> because teams, a lot of teams have 0. one or .0. Anyways. Legit Super Bowl contenders. Chiefs, Eagles, 49ers. You're thinking of it Miami. as in the Super Bowl favorites. You're thinking of it the favorites to win the Super Bowl. I'm throwing no, favorites I'm and Dark Horse can candidates win in there. When does a Dark Horse ever win it? Give me uh, the last impossible. example. People counted out the Nick Foles Eagles. There's an example. wouldn't say it was a dark horse. It's pretty dark horse. I know they were the one seed, but they had Nick Foles. He beat the Case Keenum Vikings in the NFC title game. Yeah, how was that that game? It was awesome. Yeah. Um, Let really I me mean, walk back through the... Away. So, Chiefs last year, um, Rams. Uh, like, like the name the of the Boston last season. team that wasn't, like, crazy good to win the Super Bowl. Crazy good. Like, the last, like, team, you were like, wow, I can't believe that team won the Super Bowl. Um, You'd have to go way back because it doesn't happen. Even more so in college football. That's where this all stems from, by the way. Um, I don't know. I'm sure at the start of all these seasons, we didn't project this Same team to win the Super Bowl. Really? A lot of people were saying uh, Eagles and Chiefs last year. I know. That panned out. Pans out more often than not. Sure. There's a reason they're favored. It would be bonkers if it's like the MLB where because it's two a lot of in a league row, is six mediocre. Again, it. you're under this illusion that the NFL is so talent diverse, so talent rich. It's just much better team, than college. Just because a team has like two really good players doesn't make them a talented football team. I agree, but you have to think about the structure of the NFL. Everyone starts with the same number of first round, second round, third round picks. Right? There's no recruiting to be had. It's a different game. It's made to spread out the talent better, and it does. It does. It just simply, just does. simply does. Let, let's go to the list of mediocre teams: Jets, Patriots, mediocre. Jets didn't start out mediocre. Mediocre. I don't care what you they start didn't off. Start as. out mediocre. at this stage of the game because I of said the, at the injury of thing, the debate, which is so. Frustrating. I said at the start of the debate on October thirtieth, twenty twenty three. What is better? And I'm sticking to that same logic. You have to have context. Patriots are mediocre. Patriots, mediocre. Patriots, awful. Terrible product. Bad football team. Steelers and Browns, mediocre. Uh, uh, uh. Steelers have an elite defense. Still a mediocre football no. team. That atrocious offense counteracts that elite defense, making them net neutral. No. Mediocre. No, they're okay. not net neutral. Okay. They're a bad team. They're not mediocre. Mediocre. Very sub-par They're going to win eight games. Mediocre. That's not mediocre. Winning eight games isn't mediocre. That's just under 500. Mediocre. That's like winning 78 games in baseball. That's not quite mediocre. Yeah, it is. No, it isn't. What is is your definition of mediocre? Mediocre winning, like, in the NFL, six games or less. That's bad. That... So eight games is not bad? Mediocre is average. No, it's not! It's run-of-the-mill. Do you know what mediocre means? Do you know the definition of that word? It's, like, so far below average. Laughably bad. Of only moderate quality. There's no way that's what mediocre means. Literally says it. Literally just looked it up. Okay. Of moderate quality. Well, that's not the definition I was under. Well, I don't think it's... I think you'll have average teams. I think that's fine. You want to talk about the average teams? You want to talk about the really bad teams? Okay, let's go average teams. Jets, Steelers, Browns, Texans, Titans, Colts. Very average to below average teams. Sure, they're average teams. That's not a problem. Chargers, Raiders, and Broncos. All average to below average. Sure. That's nine. Broncos, I would put in the really bad category. One half game behind the Chargers. It's different with the Chargers. Oh, it's different. It is different. Oh, it's different. It's it different. is. Washington and Giants. Mediocre. Washington's average. Washington's mediocre. Giants the Giants are, are dreadful. So bad. Giants, Giants are, are dreadful. dreadful. Just But, pain but Washington's three and five, though. So they're really not that much better. And they lost to the Giants. So really, the Giants are a better football team. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're not. Um, so, I'd say outside of Detroit, the entire NFC NFC North is is mediocre. Uh, Chicago, Minnesota is, is slightly below average. Uh, really below average now because Kirk Cousins got injured. So even even if they're not mediocre and they're worse than that, you're proving my argument for me because I've listed over half the league. No, you have not. The entire NFC South is just. No, I think you got some. There's some not decent, one good team in that division. Not great, some good, not great in that division. Some some very very Buccaneers, Falcons, average teams. Saints, just above average. Those I think, three I teams are above average. All average. No, I think they're just above average. I don't think a single one of them is above average. I do. I don't think one part of those football teams is stand outside of the 13 out. teams I just named. Three out of the next four teams probably would be from the NFC South. I think there's a category below the 13 teams I listed. I think the Rams, very very average. Rams are that bubble team for me. That 13th best team in the league. Thirteenth best at three and five. Yes, I'm just saying the gap between the really good teams and the really bad teams is not as big as the gap in college. There's only. Nine let's talk teams about college for a second. Rams. Let's go back. So I listed 13 teams. You've gotten up around 11 or so, 10, nine, maybe. Let's talk about college. That's because let's go with your 10, right? Let's say you had 10 teams. I forget what you had specifically. So you had 10 teams. That's about one out of three, just less than one out of three teams in the league has a, in your opinion, reasonable shot to win the Super Bowl. Let's go to college. Out of those teams, how many do you think have a equally reasonable shot to win the national title game? List them. Sorry, what was that again? College football teams that could win the national championship. Okay. Georgia, Michigan. Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, Florida State, Oregon, Texas, Alabama. That's where it ends. Fringe Oklahoma. No, Oklahoma. No. I'll give it to you though, because I'm a nice guy. That's eight.
1: That's even less
0: than the NFL in a league five times its size. That's like your, you again, just proved the uh, point. You think everyone can win the national championship in college to start? That's your problem. That is no, exactly I don't. That's problem. the problem. That's that is the problem. Not everyone can. No, not most teams. That's not sports. What? Not everyone's supposed to be able to win the championship. That's life. I like leagues where you at least have hope going into a season that you could, and then it gets proven during the season. Oh, college is so irritating. How over 100 teams going, yeah, there's no chance. Guess what, buddy? Not Not everyone has a fair and equal shot to win. Welcome to life. That's a boring league. That's life. I I don't care whether it's sports, whether it's everything else. Life and sports are two different things. We watch sports to be entertained. You just talked about how you you, don't like the quality of football. It's not entertaining to you. You live in this fantasy land that you think everyone should have a shot and be able to win. I don't think they should. That ain't the way the world works. It's fine to have college, but it's not an entertaining league when so many of the teams have no shot. Wake Forest doesn't go in, oh, we got a good team this year. 2023? No. How many NFL teams do you think do that? Uh, uh, not more many. than half the league Go in with at least More than half, the league. More, more than than half the league more than half the league Oh my goodness You yes. are so lost I'm not So lost No You literally told me Off air And I'm going to bring it up On air Because it was something About Washington Which is ludicrous You said Washington could win the Super Bowl It has a chance I don't think I said that You did No I did not You said they're contending No I, They're contending For the playoffs At 3-5 and five. Yes they are That's how the standings Work out they're Show's like mediocre Two games out Again you're painting The picture of mediocrity Team is three and five and can still get in, but Jack. It means they can lose max four more games. Jack, I don't care if it's if it looks bad right now. What I care is that because it is bad. What it I, doesn't just look bad; it is bad. What I care about is that that franchise and their fans, all five of them for the Commanders, still have hope of making the playoffs, and they will have hope through November and into December. Unlike college, where so many fan bases are like, "Why even bother?" Penn State, after this loss to Ohio State, fans can just check out, pack it in. We're not going to the playoffs, let alone winning the title game. All not hope of, is lost. Not out of the question yet, by uh, the way. Not out of the question. It's so fringe right now, though. Not really. It's so annoying that not one— really. you, need, you need two things to happen. You need to beat Michigan, and you need Michigan to beat Ohio State. It's really all you need to And even that, it's not a guarantee. It's not, but you still have a chance. So, really, it's, it's not— It's such a fringe chance. Meanwhile. Mm, no, no, it's not, because Michigan's beat Ohio State the last two years. You need to beat Michigan at home. Even if we do, even if we get both of those things to happen, we're still not going to make it. One loss Penn State, big champion, Big Ten champ, very well could get into the postseason. Could. Doesn't guarantee, you know why? Because of the and they probably will. idiotic opinions. They probably will, actually. So. But my my point that I was. Bringing up that you have now sidetracked me. Oh, yeah. So many of the franchises and their fans have hope for much longer, which is more entertaining. Just It just is. It just is. The atmosphere in college is great. Love it. Doesn't happen in the NFL. I get that. But the actual, look at its standings. Looking at all of that. NFL is more competitive for a longer amount of time. I don't care. New England already eliminated. Okay. I'd say Indy's already eliminated. Not on the, Not statistically, though. I don't care if it's statistically or not. We know these teams aren't making the playoffs. I know we know. So then, but they the still have a fighting chance. No. Uh, meanwhile, fighting chance. Meanwhile, you okay? Have, okay. So then, Penn State's got a fighting chance in the Big Ten. They do. What's the difference? Right. What's the difference? The difference is the percentage of teams that do is so much lower in college. Again, you you, you are all in love with the concept of parity. That's what. Yes, because it's good. Parity breeds mediocrity. Parity breeds competitiveness. I'm sorry I don't enjoy watching 72-3. to three. Not what I'm saying I fully enjoy. But there's always going to be a talent gap, dude. Always is. Always will be. In every it's league, sure. It's the way sure. sports is. Yeah, there's going to be a team that has more talent, presumably, than others. I get that. But I'm just saying, what is entertaining about a league where 90% of the teams aren't even competing for the playoffs? Do you know what 90% of the NFL would look like? I think I would say twenty-eight teams or so. It would be uh, somewhere. Let's see. Every so every year. Eight. Yeah, that's around seventy-five uh, percent of the NFL doesn't have a chance to win the Super Bowl. I would argue that. First of all, I think your percentage is too high. But I'll I'll take How it. How is that too high? I, I think there's. I, I think it's somewhere down around fifty-five percent. Steelers and Browns can win the Super Bowl. Jets. Jets going to win the Super Bowl this year? First do you, you want to go through three? the list again? I listed thirteen that I think reasonably do, including the Rams. Yes, but the percentage is even higher than seventy-five in college. Think the Chargers can? No. The, co- the, the college Rams. percentage is even higher. Somewhere around ninety to ninety-three percent of the teams have zero chance. How is that fun? But look at look at this. There's the championship making the championship, and then there's also making the playoffs. There's still fifteen teams that can win the national championship. By the way. Oh no, there's not. That are still in the race, by your logic. Still in the race? Yeah. 15 out of how many? Or like uh, I said, over 100. Just a, a mind-boggling number. So Statistically in. The percentage in football? Much higher than 15. problem is you think everything should be fair. I don't think it should be fair. That's what you're arguing. It should be competitive. It's what you're arguing. It should what, be fair. What are you talking about? What do you mean fair? Like everyone should have a fair chance to compete. That's what you're arguing. I think there about. should be ground rules, like everyone gets the same number of picks. The picks are decided on how you perform the year before. So I'm not arguing the structure of the NFL, the way it's composed. I like that structure. You're you're under the pretense that it's just, you know, the NFL is such a tight gap of talent. It's not that way. No, but it's tighter than college. It's I'm it's I'm a better be balance a- of gap. Gee. Considering the number of kids that are in college and the number of kids that go to the pros, which is like 2% of like all college athletes, of course it's going to be that way. Right. It's inherently going to be that way, buddy. Right. So the competition isn't as good. That's what I'm arguing. Yes. That's not exactly what that ensures. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Oh, my God. Well, then what does it ensure? It just ensures that the talent gap is smaller. That's all it does. It's where it stops and ends. Right. So the talent gap in college is larger. I've never said that wasn't the case. Okay, which leads to less entertaining games. Not by fully. the way, y- yes, it does. Home field is way more impactful in college than the NFL. By the way, which breeds upsets as a big factor in that. By the way, so you're bound to have a, a few more upsets when you have a hundred more games going on in each individual week. Statistically, I, like that's how that to, works you out. You love to boast that the product of the NFL is so great, and it's not. I don't. I don't say it's so great. I say it's you better do. than college. I don't say it's. Wow, what a riveting product they're putting on the on the field. in the I don't say that, but I do compare it to college, and it's better. It's the best football we have. Clearly. I think that's not even close to true. Well, I can't the stand a league where if you lose one game, maybe two, you're just done. It's over. Pack it in. It breeds, it breeds perfection. No it breeds the will to show up every week. Unlike the NFL, you can take weeks the, off. Yeah, the will to show up every week, except the last week or two. Welcome to the NFL, too. No. And if i regular season, you're going to the playoff spot? I'm talking about playoffs. starters You don't show up in the postseason in college because your best players are taking the week off. Which they should do to further their career, but it devalues the product on the field in the biggest spots. Does it not? I don't. I mean, I don't love that players sit out bowl games. I don't. I don't really get it. It doesn't make sense to me. I get it. I don't think it Protecting makes sense Protecting yourself at all. from injury. What's one more game going to do for you? In your stock, having pride for your your school, uh, that doesn't matter. You're going the to, to the NFL. Think these NFL players care about their teams? Yeah, I don't. You don't? No, you haven't met Jason Kelsey. So we're from Philly. No one likes us. We don't care. The the playoffs are better in NFL. The percentage of competitive teams is better in the, the NFL. That's the problem. You only care about no, the playoffs. You only care about the playoffs. I'm listing a lot of things here. The talent gap. The NFL is regular better season in is the NFL meaningless, to me. meaningless. Yeah. Oh my god. Man. In a league where you can lose half your games and get in the playoffs, it's whatever. And for most of the teams in college football, the regular season after week mm, three is meaningless. Congratulations, you get about three more competitive weeks. What do you want? So. A cookie? You eliminated more than 75% of your field after a month of football. You got to show up every week and you got to, you know, have that willingness and that fire on you you know, your side. There's a difference Indiana in showing week. up every week and just being alone You eliminated. don't have to in the NFL. Yes, you do. No, you don't. Yes, you do. No, you don't. Did the Chiefs showed their best game against the Broncos? Don't care. They could still win the Super Bowl. It means nothing to them. Oh, we lost a big game for seeding. They're now tied with the Ravens. So... I don't know. We got to step aside. Yeah, we do. Uh, one final time, but before we do that, um, I forgot to read the notebook at the top. That's at okay. ten. So, uh, real quick though, before we do step aside, uh, attention K community. Want KUR at your event? No problem. Go to www. forward slash kur Find live events slash remotes. Read the reminders and fill out the form. Our promotional director or an eboard member of KUR will reach out to you as soon as possible. An important reminder about events is that KUR needs at least three weeks' notice to even consider your event no exceptions. This message is brought to you by the radio voice of Goodstand University, KUR. Okay, we're going to step aside one final time on Heavy Hitters. We'll be back, wrap up the final, about 11 minutes of the show here on KUR. Welcome back in, Heavy Hitters. Mitchell Smedley, Jack Heim. Some smooth music to take Some you the rest smooth of music with a not-so-smooth little off-air rant from Jack Heim, which we love. That's what we're here for. We are here to air our grievances about college and pro football in a respectful manner, right, Jack? We're still yeah. buds, right? I mean, yeah. You think it's, I'm an idiot? I, I don't. In this topic of conversation, yes. So, your calls, by the way, 610-683-4058. Ten minutes to go here. Um, We're having a little side discussion. Back to a previous point. I want to just give me 30 like, seconds. Like that's the part that baffles me. Good. Give me 30 seconds to explain it, okay? Making a 12-team playoff, Jack asked me, is more impressive than what? You know, based on my argument earlier. Making a 12-team playoff is more impressive than missing a 4 team playoff. Making a 4 team playoff is way more impressive than making a 12-team playoff. I agree with you, Jack. But making a 12-team playoff is more impressive and more sellable to a kid coming out of high school or in the transfer portal than missing the four-team playoff. It just is. It I don't care how little you think that margin is. The fact of the matter is it is more impressive. Let's take a school. Let's take Penn State. Okay. Let's take Penn State. Four-team model haven't made the playoff. Finish right around that Seven, five to 12 eight, range every year. last year, right. Five to 12 range every year. They're yeah. just on the cusp of making it. Sure. Let's say. so So it's more impressive for Penn State to finish sixth in a model that's only built for four teams. Then, you're adding eight teams to the playoffs. You're adding eight teams to the playoffs, and it's more impressive to make it, finishing in the same spot. How? That, yeah, because make any you made sense. the playoffs. Doesn't make any and sense. And it gives you the chance to win a playoff game. Penn State. And build to your resume. Hypothetical scenario. Let's take a three-year plan. Penn State finishes right on the same ridge every year. Six one year, eight the next year, and nine. Yeah, nine. Yeah. So let's just spread it out a little bit. Say they win one playoff game in that span. Let's say they win zero. Zero? How okay. impressive is that? Better than missing the playoffs three years in a row. No. Yes. No, it, there's no, no difference by default. There's it no is better because you made the playoffs. But I see. I don't even care if you're you sitting here analyzing it. It is more sellable to a recruit. It I would just love. Is. I would love to talk to a high school kid and ask him that question. Sure. Love it because that you know what that shows, Jack. It shows that each and every year, even if you're losing in the playoffs, you're be- not growing at all. Sure, if you sustainedly don't win a play a playoff game, that's going to happen. if where you, get, some where you get the teams. reputation of the Cowboys. Some, but others are going to win playoff games. Why do you think so many people clown on the Cowboys? Because they keep losing in the second round. They're the Sixers of football. They are the Sixers of football. Bingo. It's not going to change this model. You know why? Because talent dispersion is not going to get fixed by expanding the playoffs. Some it's teams will win. It's playoff by balancing games. out recruiting in the key battleground states like like Florida. Like Texas, like California, keeping those kids at all oh, those homeschools. Let, let me paint you a model, Instead though, of going to Georgia and Alabama and Ohio State every single recruiting cycle. How do you think they're going to balance that out? Let me tell you how. Because I assume— By those teams getting better, Jack, that's how. Jack, in the, in the new playoff format, right, the top four are going to buy? Is that correct? Probably, yeah. Right. So, you have 5 through 12 playing each other. Four of those teams that wouldn't even have made the playoffs last year, or this year, are going to win a playoff game next year. One guaranteed. One it's one additional game. It's a playoff game that they won. One additional playoff game. And they can game. then sell. One additional playoff game is going to change a kid's mind. But to a team like Penn from... State that hasn't made the playoffs and God knows when. Okay. okay. Winning a playoff game would be huge. Okay. So let's say. It just is. It's better say, than missing. Let's say a kid is down to Ohio State and Penn State. Right? Mm-hmm. Ohio State gets a buy. They're top four. Penn State is the the eight or nine. They win one playoff game and they get clobbered by the onesie. Okay. Clobbered. Ohio State goes on to the national championship game and loses Probably going to choose Ohio State. What's the difference? Like, what's the difference from now and then? That's the thing. You, you're saying it's more impressive for a school like Penn State to make a 12 team play up and it's sellable than to be in the position they are now. I think that's completely backwards logic. I don't think it so. it makes no sense. You're going to have kids. It's more that impressive pick to a kid that, a team that to made make the playoff playoffs like gets four, four years expanded. in a row or something. You think it's more impressive for a school to make an expanded playoff, an expanded Playoff. You're you're expanding the pool and you're magnifying its importance. You're you're not you're not looking at the correct comparison, Jack. You're looking at making the twelve team versus making the four team. I'm talking about making the twelve team versus missing the four team. You, Jack, it is more impressive to make the four team than the twelve. Obviously, right? We're not debating that, but you keep thinking about it. In no, but the, you just keep magnifying the importance of it and losing on. What there's, there's no difference, and it, it's an equal result. That's like playing in a bowl game when missing the playoffs and losing that bowl game. It's the exact same result! No, the exact not. same result! Because you made the playoffs. Playoffs sell. Playoffs sell. It's a word. We made the playoffs. It's a phrase. It's a word. It's a sentence. It's not going to move the needle at all. Four of those teams are going to be able to say, we won a playoff game. Kids commit to win championships, not to win one playoff game. Oh, well, then they should only commit to one team, I guess. No, it's just, you just think the 12-team, like it's the problem. You think this 12-team playoff is going to be this magic elixir to equalize college football? Not a magic, no. And do you know why? Because there's only going to be 12 teams making the playoffs out of over 100. Less teams than the NFL still, with way more teams in the league. It's still not a great fix, but it's going to, you, watch, so many more teams will be competitive throughout the season. I guarantee, you, the they season. Won't. The, I guarantee you they won't. Because the talent gap between 1 and 10, large. Throughout the season, though. Throughout the season, you're going to have the 20th-ranked team still with an outside shot to make it in. What does being ranked 23rd get you right now? Nothing! Again, you're in the lens of only making the playoffs is an impressive season. I'm just saying, it keeps teams competitive. You want teams to be competitive, right? Yes. Yeah. Look at the Pac-12, incredibly competitive conference. Keeps teams competitive when they have a chance to make the playoffs. It keeps the fans into it. Keeps everyone in. it. Arizona had no chance to make the playoffs, but they're taking steps forward to becoming more competitive. Oh, yippee. Can't wait to go watch that on it's the field. exciting as a fan. For, like, three years from now. For I always say this, now. the Flyers are three years away from being three years away. You know, the Flyers are taking steps. Mitchkov and all these other guys. I'm not going to Flyers games this year. I'll Again, watch them. Okay, but- okay, okay. So your logic is the 12-team playoffs is going to fix everything, but it's somehow going to narrow the talent gap. That's not going to get narrowed from the playoff. It's going to get narrowed through uh, the teams with recruits being able to, like, teams What are you talking about? The it's most not talent- going to get narrowed through the playoffs. Like, you you just think the talent gap is going to become smaller through the college football playoffs. Somewhat smaller, yeah. I don't, I, I'm hard-pressed to believe that. And it also gives these teams, who we agree are not as and, good as. And, uh, and, uh, and the, the same teams in an every year argument will only become more intensified. Guaranteed. No. Because George is now really going to have no chance of missing it. Okay. So? I The elite teams are only going to benefit more from this. Guarantee it. Everyone benefits more. Everyone will, on average, make the playoffs more. There's everyone re- benefits. The top four teams are the top four teams for a reason, because they're that much better than everyone else. Period. End of story. Period. End of story. There is more of a chance for them to be dethroned. Doubt that. They have to, yes, No. Hundred percent. They have to play a whole another playoff game now. The only the, the only reason your logic is even slightly holding up right now is because this year is so wide open. I don't care if it's a fourteen playoff. I don't care if it's a twelve team playoff. Nobody's beating Georgia the last two years. Nobody. Same probably with 2019, not. Same with twenty nineteen LSU. Same with twenty twenty Alabama. I agree I don't with care. you. But over time, this see this is not going to be a problem that's fixed in the first three years of the playoff. I agree with you. One seed's probably going to win all three. But. Over time, five years down the road, you'll see the talent start to thin out because these teams that make the playoffs three, four years in a row, and start winning a couple of playoff games. By the start way, schools are so impatient. The they later jump, jump ship. They they fire coaches within a couple of years, so they don't really have patience to just accept. James Franklin's been here games. since I was born. Anyway, we got to sign off. We'll be back on Wednesday evening. Plenty more sports talk then. Until then, take care. Enjoy some baseball. And sports Equinox. Enjoy it tonight. Yeah.